4: Just the way Hobo is in there, an extra time there at the end. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hello. And let today be known and tonight as the night that Carmelo Anthony saved Frank Vogel's job all by himself. It is Mel- maybe the greatest night in Mello's professional career, Mike <laughs> Harmon. He
5: saved a coach single-handedly. Like a beast coming up with big play after big play, ice in his veins, three free throw makes, keep that lead extended. A lot of scary moments. I know we were keeping an eye on James Worthy whenever memes started for him doing studio work for the Lakers. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't it seem like five (laughs) five years ago since that victory over the Celtics when we played all those great sound bites and big claps and – and smoking cigars, that seems like a lifetime ago. <laughs> Were these like,
4: ah! ah, halftime, he just he had nothing going on when they were losing to Orlando. And Frank Vogel's going, man, I got 24 minutes and I'm getting fired. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, thank goodness Mello's making shots. I'm so glad we got
5: Mello. Never let him see his sweat. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Ah. you're talking about a guy on the sideline coaching his ass off on every possession. Mm. Yeah, it was like game seven of the finals. We're bringing guys in and out. We're pulling guys and they're making a bad play. Well, if you're to believe any of the reports, Jason, that's how he He's got a coach now Yeah, yeah. Every possession Is the most yeah. meaningful Possession of his life So <laughs> like, It's like what? A, it's the speed Don't get below 60 <laughs> Don't get below 60 <laughs> <laughs> So Frank Vogel, Vogelwatch Wow 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 Wow, 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 wow,
4: wow. Uh, Likely he will survive The weekend As the Lakers Beat the Magic The 8 win Orlando Magic 116-105 But The Lakers were down 8 at halftime It did not look good You had all kinds of Rumors Swirling around. We'll get to Russell Westbrook for John Wall in a second. And when the first half came and Westbrook took that shot that's making its way around social media, taking a jumper that hit off the top of the backboard, <laughs> I mean, so I, I've played basketball a long time, right? I used to I've never taken a jumper that off balance that I've hit the top of the backboard. I You're know, lying. I know I never have. I've had air balls and I've had shots that, that hit the backboard or hit the bottom of the backboard. And on the way down. I've never shot one from the,
5: that hit the top top of the backboard and bounced up in the air. I know I never have. I can't say for certain that that hasn't happened. Might have been doing a uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman impression when doing it, but either way, uh, yeah, that that one went viral in a matter of 20 seconds. The screen grab and post and gone. That's it. It was off to the races. I saw some creative uh, responses, some cool memes. Keep them going. Uh, send them along if you see them out there in your social media universe, uh, at Swollen Dome, at how about a fresca? But one was, does he have the magic plus four and a half? <laughs> they taking
4: that shot maybe i mean it, it's it's in the first half and, and it's westbrook doing his thing and he dribbles down to the and, and he comes back out all right it's not working it's not working i'm just gonna be right inside the three-point line i'm gonna put up a 15-footer and it's a 15-footer that hits the top of the backboard a 15-footer. Oh, not something adrenaline. that like, he couldn't Not like it was a crazy open. three or he was in his face or time was running down. It was a very calm, no one's on me, and I'm taking a three. I'm, I'm taking this 15-footer, and it's off the top of the backboard. Well,
5: adrenaline's a, a funny thing. All of a sudden, you got that extra juice, right? Like when you're trying to putt and you hit it too hard or. Or maybe, uh, you know, there's so many other analogies in sports. Or even, you know, just trying to take care of business around your house. Maybe you added a little too much force when you were screwing in a light bulb. It's like, oh, no, I just heard that pop. (laughs) Damn it, electricians are expensive. Should have gone to that school.
4: Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. But uh, we know now, likely Frank Vogel will live to fight another day. The Lakers yeah. get back to five hundred. Uh, Mello is great off the bench for the Lakers tonight. Uh, really, look, it, it was LeBron had a big night, yes, but Mello off the bench was the difference for the Lakers, especially in the second half. He goes for twenty three and seventeen minutes. He makes four threes. The Lakers bench comes through, and look outside of that shot. No, that's Westbrook it. Had a I decent game. I, I was, was going to say of outside of that he had yeah. he had a
5: pretty good game. Yeah, well, I mean, three turnovers. Was, yeah. You know, it's is in that uh, discomfort zone, but he was 8 of 17 from the field, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, plus 11 for the night. I know it's the magic, but you know what? It was game 7. Right. <laughs> this or you know, this is staving off elimination. The only time you'll ever hear that phrase: politics and sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, the only
4: the only thing about this, right? You talk about staving off elimination, is that look, the Lakers are a mess, and all you've heard the last couple of days. Look how a mess the Lakers are, and they are. Uh, do they have any? ramifications coming up that can help them. Do they have to make a trade? Do they have to fire the head coach? Everything is out there. Is LeBron just done? Should they trade Anthony Davis? Everything is out there. The one good thing for the Lakers is that now they know that it's this is the time. Right. Like it's it's go time now, like they know that everything is on the table and there's going to be big changes coming, whether you thought so or not, or you you, you thought, well, we'll keep going a little bit. We'll get Anthony Davis back, all these things. You could tell the Lakers are now on notice. And the way they played, look, LeBron has been trying to do it by himself. Westbrook has a big game tonight after he gets benched. Mellow comes off the bench with 23. Monk comes off the bench. He has 10 and 4 and a couple of assists, and he has a pretty decent game. So you could tell the Lakers had that energy tonight of, okay, we're on notice now. It's like when a when, when a team actually fires its manager in baseball and the team automatically plays better because they're, oh, boy, it doesn't matter who you bring in as a manager. The team is going to go, okay, this is a reflection on us. It's kind of what the Lakers have done without actually letting anybody go. Right, you had Vogel on on Vogel watch. Wow, 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 wow Westbrook wow, wow. getting benched. What his future is going to be? So now at least they know. So I would expect some inspired play between now and the and, and the All Star break where they can get a rest a bit. I uh, mean, maybe it just turns out to be one game and Vogel gets fired the next game. But at least now they all seem like they know. Okay, uh, it's time to kick it up a notch. And tonight they did.
5: Well, you got this uh, Grammy road trip, right? The Like Chicago, they always had the circus uh, road trip back when Ringling Brothers used to come to town where they had this extended trip, Grammy Awards here in Los Angeles. So uh, Lakers and Clippers get the hell out and and go to work. Um, So, yeah, it's the the first step. And it's against Orlando. The rest of the schedule is is not your friend. Uh, So if we're really doing this every night watch, well... The next game, just have the should Frank Vogel have been fired and the phone number on your sheet of paper (laughs) because it's going to be the same thing. Can Carmelo Anthony be a superhero every night? LeBron James, what is that? 16 games in a row with at least 25 points. And, you know, he's always going to be able to say, well, I did my job. I mean, what do you want from me? Uh, So it's. Succeed and proceed, right? You take on Mo Bamba and company. Cole Anthony barely gets off the, uh, gets out of his car uh, to come play this one, and and now you you move forward and hope that you can get a consistent effort because that's really the only thing that's getting you through. I don't know if it's enough to save his job because it sounds like, you know, everything you read, everybody wants blood. Someone must go. (laughs) Well, it's funny. You say that Mike
4: Harmon, the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon here on Fox, real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why discover offers helpful us-based representatives available 24, seven discover exceptionally common sense. It makes sense to mention that because Mark Stein of the New York Times and a couple other places reporting that the Rockets would be okay with once again doing a John Wall for Russell Westbrook deal if the Lakers would sweeten the pot. The Rockets, who are not playing John Wall this year because they want to commit to younger players, and by all accounts, Wall has been a pretty good guy as far as helping the young players understands where it's at, You know, a little bit younger than Westbrook. And the Rockets would easily do it, and they would probably take Westbrook and and wave him and uh, go forward. You know, he's got the expiring deal next year. So this is on the table. If the Lakers would sweeten it by giving a first round draft pick. Now, the reason for Westbrook makes sense is because they make the same amount of money. It doesn't have to worry about anything else. Throwing players in. It's the same. It's one player for the other. The Rockets are okay with it. If the Lakers are, as long as the Lakers trade a first round pick and that earliest pick they can trade is a 2027 first round pick. Now, already I've seen people on the internet going, oh, I would, why would you give a first round pick? I, you've given away so many. You did it. Um, yeah, it's 2027. <laughs> Who knows what the hell the world is going to be in two weeks? You're worried about a first-round pick in five years, Rob polinka What are you worried about? You're not going to be running the team in five years. What does it really matter if you trade another first-round draft pick? Make that the next guy's problem. Because your problem is right now. Your problem is the is, is the end of LeBron James's career and trying to win a championship. And clearly. Russell Westbrook hasn't worked. Now, will John Wall work? I think Wall will work a little bit better. Completely different game. He can assimilate into the Lakers' offense and 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 you know basically do whatever LeBron wants him to do. Uh, so I, that that would, is clearly worth it for a first round pick in five years. Why wouldn't you do that? Really? What? what, You really want to trade Talon Horton Tucker and a couple other guys for Jeremy Grant? Or do you want to do this? I don't know why you wouldn't do this. I don't know why the Lakers, you don't do it right away and go, yeah, okay, it's money. It's money. It's the same money we owe. Okay, great here. Okay, great. Yeah, we got John Wall. I don't know why you wouldn't do that if you're the Lakers. Why why people are so hung up on a first-round pick in five years from now. I don't get it.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I just – whenever draft picks get involved in any of these scenarios, we've done it with the NFL – and certainly uh, a lot of times as we get to the deadline in the NBA. If you're doing your job, then that pick should suck, right? It should be in the high 20s or right at the end of the the round if you've done your job properly, which means who cares? And even if not, who cares? How many of these guys come in and and set the league on fire? Because really, uh, you're the Lakers, how many times should you be vying for, you know, a number one pick or have more than just a handful of ping pong balls into the draft lottery? You shouldn't ever with the way <laughs> the market's set up, the way Los Angeles is a siren call for so many guys, LeBron James, there are not. Right. Being part of that iconic brand and the merchandising and selling. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I know taxes suck here. Traffic sucks. All of it go through. But to have the opportunity to play for the Lakers. Yeah, it's got juice. It always did, even during that six-year downturn. They just didn't do anything right, and they didn't, you know, let, things were gestating, but you needed to accelerate it because, well, folks were mad, uh, and it looked directionless. So, yeah, if it's if really the sticking point is a first-round pick, see ya. For, what, five years from now? Come
4: on. <laughs> I really doesn't Come like on, that. those guys aren't even finished. The first-round, first-round picks round pick? are in,
5: what, sixth grade
4: right I now? Know, for, I know, I know. I know. You know, I scouted that kid in sixth grade, Mike Harmon. Uh, you know, he's uh, on the on the uh, sixth grade team that Bronny is on, and uh, boy, I'll tell you, he's he's a good player. I'll tell you, he really sees the court well. I, I don't know what I would do that. That's really something.
5: Yeah, yeah. if I, I John Wall is healthy and ready to go and can come in and contribute <laughs> immediately, it's a no brainer. Yeah, I, like, really I don't I get it. In five years, we don't want to take. That. You know, I was respect. watching some kids on the playground the other day. I don't know if one of them's a future first rounder. <laughs> I mean, Matty told me that kid was only in sixth grade, but I'll tell you, he had a pretty sweet-looking jump hook where he did this big curl thing like he was doing, a, you know, the shot put. He had a really cool, weird motion. Maybe that could revolutionize things. What the hell are we doing? That See kid's ya. got a wingspan. He's
4: got a, he reached over and grabbed my milk and like it was nobody's business, I'll tell you. That was very difficult, really, in 2027, in five years. So someone who, at the very earliest, is going into high school is going to yeah. be that pick. At the earliest, because, you know, who knows? Maybe they're going to allow people in the NBA right out of their sophomore year of high school in five years. Who knows how it's going to be go? I mean, real? Why wouldn't you do it? I mean, that's the sticking point. You got to sweeten it with a first round. Yeah, go ahead, take it.
5: Go ahead, take first round pick. That ain't really sweetened. I mean, that's the synthetic crap they put on the table to say, well, you don't really like sugar because sugar's bad for your body. Here's a bunch of chemicals in a packet. Go take that. <laughs> Uh,
4: just, look, look, just think about it. Something like this, okay? Cam Reddish, right? He was a he was a top ten pick two years ago, and he's already been traded. You I mean, know what?
5: I'm sitting on a stack of stuff of his. <laughs> From 2019. And if he becomes the player that he could be, what? it's I'm dancing in that what Knicks uniform. Matter? Are you kidding me?
4: <laughs> Twitter and How About a Fresca, Mike gets Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith show with Mike Harbin. You dealing with a dead battery? Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery. Or not, and if you do happen to need a replacement battery, well, they can help with that too. They're the only place you can find proven tough Duracell batteries. Their reliable replacement batteries start at just seventy nine ninety nine. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone. Your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. Well, straight. We'll have more on the NBA throughout the night tonight, but straight ahead, an absolute NFL legend is ready to kill people on Twitter, and Jerry <laughs> Jones gives us absolute comedy gold about the Dallas Cowboys. Keep it here.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever.
4: Hello and welcome inside Hour 2 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Uh, We got some NFL stuff coming up in a couple minutes, but um, you kind of have to hear Doc Rivers right now. Uh, A big game tonight in the NBA. Clippers come from way behind. I think they trailed by 86 points with three minutes left in the game. (laughs) Uh, they were down and down huge in this game to the Sixers. 18 points, I believe, at one point. And the Clippers come back to win 102 to 101. Uh, Clippers are 23 and 24. They've just been okay this year. Remember, no Paul George, obviously, no Kawhi Leonard. And uh, Doc Rivers, not happy answering questions after the game and maybe because he got inspired by watching Penny Hardaway say, Blank you, media! Stop asking me tough questions! Stop asking me
2: stupid questions!
4: Don't ask me questions because I can't handle losing and now we're losing and I can't handle it. Uh, Doc Rivers decided, yeah, you know what? Maybe this whole answering questions thing I can go on the offensive. This is Doc. What
3: what, what part of this loss
6: would you attribute to coaching? I don't know. Um, Would you ask Pop that question? No, you wouldn't. So don't ask me that question. I burned that.
4: What? What percentage of his losses due to coaching? Uh, Sixty-seven and a half percent. That's what Steve Kerr would have said. Sixty-seven. He would have given an answer. He would have been percent. a smart ass
5: about it. Yeah. No. Look. We we did the uh, Penny Hardaway story last <laughs> night as it was developing. Right. Memphis loses. And he finally just said, you know, I'm tired of these damn questions. <laughs> and started to curse and talk about how young his team is. I know there's a promo for Doug Gottlieb's show talking about it a little more in depth. We kind of reacted in the moment without the you know, the, the deeper dive on, on the, the histories and, and the arrival of guys to the Memphis programs. But bit by bit, I, I kind of dig this. Ask me a dumb question, I'm going to tell you it's a dumb question. What was this dude to coach <laughs>
4: Oh, it was all due to coaching. I mean, I, I
5: didn't what know what I was doing. What percentage of blame would you say you have for the team's uh, 500 <laughs> first half of the season? Uh, the biggest deficit tonight, Jason, 24 points. <laughs>
4: 24, I thought it was 18, okay.
5: See, even there... (laughs) But but just the point that it's 24. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Even there, Doc Rivers can't take any responsibility, right? What do I always say about him? He never takes any responsibility for anything. Whenever his teams lose, it's always something. He never says, my fault, I, I should have done better, I failed the players, whatever. He never does that. He'll never even fall on the sword for a player. Even when it's not his fault, he'll never say, boy, I could take the pressure off this guy by saying... Thing. It's my fault. No, 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 he, no, did, no, no. he didn't want to blame. Not play, gonna though. do it. Not going to do it. No, no, not going it's, it's listen, to. Listen, I'll i tell you if it's my fault, but it's never been my fault. If the players would do what I told them, I'd never have lost a game. I'd be undefeated. I'd be 1,042-0 and 0 right now, but I'm not. Instead, I'm under 500 because, you know, the players don't do what I say. He can never take responsibility. And here he is in a bit of, all right, was that kind of a crappy question? Sure it was sure. Um, about how much of this is on coaching. But even then, he couldn't sit back and he couldn't say something. He couldn't disarm it. He couldn't say anything like, oh, it was all my. My fault or, oh, there's some things I could have done. Take pressure off a team that blew a big lead like that. No. Doc Rivers does not know how to do that. Does not have does not have that possibility. Does not, does not have those circuits wired in his head for him to say maybe I take a little bit of blame or even if it's facetious blame. Even if it's something with that's a horrible question. Uh, you wouldn't ask you, uh, Greg Popovich that question. So uh, why would you ask me? I, I've earned that. Uh, th- this is Doc, again, not taking any responsibility when his teams lose. And this has been the play Book for Doc Rivers forever and ever and ever. He never takes any responsibility.
5: No, it, it would have been a very easy to deflect it, saying we're all responsible and whatever else. Just decided he was pissed, right? It's like, you know, when Frank Vogel benched Russell Westbrook the other day and got the question and did the drop the mic. Uh, because I wanted to win. Basically, is what he said, right? Uh, and in that moment, it was the defiance. And we later got the note of, well, he'd had the green light to to make such a move. It's like he's the coach of the bleeping team. In the moment, are we saying he's wearing the earpiece and getting, you know, the substitutions and and kind of roster rotation uh, from up on high in game. I mean, you know, I know we heard about that from a couple of coaches, uh, David Cully and and Houston being one of them here uh, in the recently finished regular season of the NFL. But, you know, for Frank Vogel, he had his moment, right? Just kind of, all right, here we are, Penny Hardaway a night ago, and now Doc Rivers, like, yeah I watched our team collapse and we lost by twenty four We did everything we could you know we we had a twenty four point lead and couldn't sustain it yeah we I watched it implode no matter what I did, whatever button I pressed wasn't there but it's much much easier to just say, Would you ask somebody else that question <laughs> and and i think I think it's a fair retort, but we're also in twenty twenty two and you know what goes viral. Someone asking a question like that and goading you into an answer like you just gave. Mm.
4: What percentage was coaching?
5: Um, zero. If
4: I'm answering honestly, zero. I had everything. I made all the right moves. Everything was right. Everything. Would, you know, wh- what can you do? What can you do? I mean, I'm not perfect sometimes, only 99%. But tonight, I was 100%. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what you want from me. I don't know what you want. Go ask Greg Popovich. <laughs> Uh, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. There is Doc Rivers doing Doc Rivers things. Uh, we got Jason Cole coming up in about 15 minutes to preview uh, the games this week and all the big news coming out of Dallas and Jerry Jones. Maybe Mike McCarthy could be out uh, as Cowboys head coach did not get the dreaded vote of confidence during a radio interview today. But, you know we we picked our games our Saturday games a few a few minutes ago right we picked Tennessee and Cincinnati and Green Bay and San Francisco and i'll tell you two things right now if i could pick my favorite Super Bowl matchup, what I'd want to see the most, because it would be just be the most fun for me. Uh, obviously, Green Bay in 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 the NFC because of the, the storylines with Aaron Rodgers. And is he going to leave? Is he going to leave right after? Will he leave during the Super Bowl? Uh, you know, will he write messages on his on his jersey? Hey, come get me uh, to Denver or to v- whatever it is. Obviously, you know, Green Bay for me in, in, in the NFC. In the AFC, like I said, I would love to see the Bengals go I, because it's such a great story. They're new and their franchise has been abominable for so long, and it still runs so horribly. They still practice on a practice field under a freeway like it's a high school team. And You know, they don't, don't practice indoors. It's a, it's, it just runs so horribly. And Joe Burrow, they get so lucky with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. These guys could be like Montana and Rice for the next 10 years. And, and hopefully it would be something that would jumpstart the Bengals. To go, Okay, now we need indoor facilities. We need better things because we want players to come here. We want free agents to be here. But boy, Cincinnati is just such a fun story, and, and with everything being new for them, I'd love to see Cincinnati and Green Bay. No, I don't think I see Cincinnati out of the out of the uh, out of this weekend. But Bengals and Green Bay? Oh, sign me up for that. That'd be fantastic.
5: Well, you know me; I'm all I'm all about uh, the the Josh Allen experience. Even though I picked Kansas City uh, before the year. And, you know, by the rules of this show, I have to stay with it. Uh, you know, I've been a big Josh Allen backer long before there was a bandwagon built. So we, we look at that. That's where I called myself Harmer uh, about a week ago <laughs> for those that still remember uh, that and, you know, swallowing words uh, at the end of a sentence trying to, you know, clear the sinuses. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, but, you know, for me, the, the bills on one side you you know the fondness of the the Garoppolo because everybody wanted him just thrown out with the bathwater coming into the season for Trey Lance. So there's some some intrigue there, but let's let's call it what it is. You know the the Green Bay story for our business gives us so much, one way or the other, right? For Aaron Rodgers, he'll do a lot of blank you, blank you, blank you. You're still cool, uh, and and all of that in any post post-game celebrations and at the podium, you know, after he picks up an MVP award and all of those things. Uh, And then, you know, for the legacy play, obviously getting his second is huge. He would also have slayed the 49ers dragon along the way because they've had his number. He would have gotten past an AFC title game. Well, he only did that once, right? Going back to playing the Steelers in in Dallas, uh, the one Super Bowl I've attended uh, to this point in my life. Maybe I'll uh, sneak in to SoFi uh, before it's done here and get to see it live and in living color here. But if it does go, go terribly, then yeah. I mean, it's going to be the cacophony of, of every everybody sports-related and non-sports-related because he cut through so many things. People will be dancing all over the place. And then we get back into an off-season of, all right, do you want to try a different path? Are you going to blame the front office for what happened? Are you going to look around and say, you know what, we had a bunch of guys hurt. If we're healthy, dot, 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 next year. Well, that's it. We love theater and chaos in between the white lines. Real
4: credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Now, the thing is about the, about the other thing about the playoffs now, Mike, you know, thinking about our favorite matchups, who we like. And, yeah, obviously, you got to stick with the Niners all the way through because you picked them earlier. Yep. Uh, you picked them before the season. I just was yeah. saying you picked them before the season. Yeah, I, I had the
5: 49ers and Chiefs.
4: Right, but but you also had Blaine Gabbert starting a quarterback for the Niners in the in the playoffs. I so
5: remember. No, actually, that. if you look down the, nah, I, 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 I do like that considering Blaine <laughs> Gabbert's down in Tampa, if I'm not mistaken. Well, uh, yeah, Brady told him not to go in the game. No, no. <laughs> when Blaine Gabbert, no, no, I got to get Gronk <laughs> his money. No, I'm not.
4: I'm not coming out of the game, Blaine. How much do you think uh, he great. wanted to wave to the camera and say hi, AP? <laughs>
5: I'm getting Gronk his 500k. Let's go.
4: But you know the thing about the NFC is after the first week, I'm stunned if it's anybody but Green Bay uh, in in the Super Bowl because all the other teams have problems, right? Uh, Tampa Bay has so many injuries on offense. Their receivers aren't nearly what they were. Their running backs are banged up. Their offensive line is banged up. You got two offensive linemen with sprained ankles. Uh, they are not going in as at the 2020 hey roaring into the playoffs like they were it's really really difficult for Tampa Bay San Francisco's solid right but is solid going to be able to do it when you're playing dynamic offenses I'm not sold on them and while the Rams are really good I, I picked them preseason for the NFC championship are they winning Lambo good you know the Rams odds of putting up a stinker is still a little bit too high for me um, that they can have one at the absolute worst time I, I, I think Green Bay can only really stop themselves. And, and, you know, that that's how I see the, the NFC is that all these other teams got issues and Green Bay really has none. So, some are personnel. Some are some are are, are different. But I, I, Green Bay is the one. Yeah, we, we have everything covered right now.
5: Yeah, I think going back to, you know, as we pick the game and obviously folks are going, let's see, Northwestern guys, Chicago kid, Bears, whatever. I'm like. Look, Aaron Rodgers, I've said it going back to Brett Favre. I love watching quarterbacks that can sling it and can play. You know why? Because I haven't had one of those for many years of my Bears <laughs> fandom going back to my days as a boy on the south side of Chicago. So I appreciate greatness. Doesn't mean I like the losses, but I appreciate greatness. Uh, the question is the offensive line, right? And if Bosa and the, the defensive front can get anything going and is less than 100 and struggles a bit, and they can get after Rodgers, then maybe, maybe you can force some changes and you can't get as many shots downfield because San Francisco had time. You've been able to beat that secondary run game. Look, A.J. Dillon's a beast, and I don't uh, say that uh, that lightly. We watched him and Aaron Jones as a one-two combination. Just amazing. And Dillon as a second-year guy, I mean, the stardom is certainly there. Not to mention, this is a guy that's really bet on himself because he has put Smith a ton of money into the trading card market buying all the ones <laughs> of ones that come out on himself. Oh, and he's paying paying good money for them too. Like all the one of one and then he's signing them and sending them in for certification if they don't have an autograph on there. It's like I have a pretty good source. (laughs) Look, it's me. Uh, But but the the point being that that's the key here is that you have two running backs uh, that are that are absolutely uh, immense runners and receivers uh, to help with. Devonte Adams, because that's the big thing for Green Bay. Who's stepping up in that number two slot against a you know ratchet up the competition going up against the 49ers? Is it Lazard again? Does it was Randall Cobb gets activated? Does that mean he he suddenly sees uh, a, a bigger workload? That that's the thing here. Who's number two and who steps up? And that's why I can still make the case for the the 49ers defense keeping things at bay.
4: Twitter at How about a fresca? Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Uh, that is the walking definition of betting on yourself.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss
0: Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. (laughs) If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations, they do apply. Well, we got the big games this weekend. We have Jerry Jones doing an interview today saying, I don't want to solve problems in the offseason. We have to only solve our problems during the regular season. So apparently everybody's going to have some time off now uh, from February until September 1st. Uh, good luck and uh, come back after sabbatical. Joining us now on the hotline to break it all down, he is a pro football Hall of Fame voter who has failed in his efforts to keep all the Cowboys out of the Hall of Fame. You can find him on Twitter at JasonCole62. JasonCole62, longtime NFL insider. It is Jason Cole. J.
6: Cole, what's happening, buddy? Go Aztecs, dudes. (laughs) All right. I have a plan. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. I have a plan. I'm going to, yes. I'm making this up as I go. Okay. I'm going to have an insurrection at the Hall of Fame. Okay. Okay. And I want everybody from Cleveland to march to the steps. This is dangerous. Okay. Yeah. And demand that all cowboys be taken out
4: whoa okay this is for entertainment purposes only from jason cole but uh, wow <laughs> you know you failed in you failed in keeping in keeping drew pearson out when that was your one job and you know i look today
6: roger staubach is still in the hall of fame and they're all still there i'm working on okay look i have to come up with alternate plans okay the whole stopping the you know drew pearson at the airport I sent a car, you know, he didn't get into the right car. He got into the Hall of Fame car. I tried to do that. Saw back. I have, you know, tried to have him kidnapped on the streets of Dallas. You know, it's just not working, okay? So I have to just go all in, and it's going to work. We're marching on the Hall of Fame. Well, I know that the, the second round Jim of voting Porter's is coming not, Jim Porter is probably, like, losing his mind right <laughs> at <the moment. laughs> Of course he is. And, and Dave, Dave, Dave Baker is like <laughs> sitting back going, this is not uh, my problem anymore. Uh, Thank nope, God. That's it. <laughs> Again, entertainment <laughs> purposes only for, for Jason trips. Cole.
4: Yes. <laughs> entertainment <laughs> purposes only by Jason Cole, who sometimes takes things a little bit too far. Entertainment purposes <laughs> 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 Look, we got this next round of voting going on. You what can stop you everything right of? now. Of? You can stop everything right
6: now. Another round of voting going on. No, we already did that on Tuesday. It's over,
5: yeah,
4: but oh,
6: it's did, over Were now. you
5: able to make your points? Oh, did you walk not. in with a, a shirt with all the pictures <laughs> of the guys that need to leave or
6: <laughs> yeah well, that's when that's when like again chris Schilling the the, the the fine woman who runs all of this and you know puts us all together, like said we're we're muting him number one, and we're putting him. His, nobody can see his screen. Like, like I was like,
4: <laughs> why does Jason call up pictures of Bob Lilly and, 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 and Tom Landry up and, and X's through them? I don't he's, understand. He's got a, he's got a hat
5: that has a picture
6: of a a B. This is for entertainment what the hell's going on? Only. They that's, were targets. That's, okay? that's Mel yeah, Renfro. Sorry. Wait a minute. That's Randy White.
4: What is going on here? What What does he
6: want to do? That's Rayfield, right? What is he doing? <laughs> Rayfield, right? Kind of, an, it was a nice man. He was a very nice man, oh, um, but he's out. He's there all done. <laughs> every, every single one. Of them. That's a final. Hey, very nice man, but he's out. Uh, hey, can you? Okay, take well, it's there kind of like Mike Tannenbaum. I really, really like him, but he's terrible.
4: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Tannenbaum reached out to you after your appearance with us last week when you oh, said you wanted to let us Haven't
6: haven't had that conversation yet. So oh, okay. All all right, Super Bowl yeah, week's he's, just in a, a couple long. weeks, so you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll see him anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. when we um, see when
4: Cole is standing behind our stage at the Super Bowl, going with a fake mustache, <laughs> going, "You got to hide <laughs> me here, Tannenbaum, and the Cowboys are out for me." <laughs> well,
6: I'm not afraid of Tannenbaum. Like, please come on. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tannenbaum. Some, with the cowboys? Cowboys, some of the Cowboys. Yeah, I might be scared of them, but Tannenbaum, please All stop right. it. No, but well, I've been, yeah.
4: I, I would. T- I would take Tannenbaum with Aikman in a brawl over you. I would take both of them over you. I think.
6: Interesting. I could go low for Aikman's knees, mm, okay. and if I do that, then Tannenbaum would be scared and run off. Mm,
5: okay. Wow. Fair point. Okay. Wow. I mean, otherwise, you go up top. I mean. Aikman's.
6: G- yeah, I don't have. Yeah, I, that's not going to work for me. I got. I got to go low. I got. I gotta he, low but he might
5: low. commiserate with you in this whole Cowboys, except for his bust and the guys that played with him, given his well, yeah, comments he, he after deserves, this loss. Aikman,
6: Aikman was a tough guy. I'll, I'll give Aikman his credit. Yeah, he was a tough guy. So, and Emmett, Emmett was tough. But yeah, the rest of them. I know Charles Haley. I can't mess with Charles Haley. But I could call him a 49er. That could work out. That could work out. Hmm. Anyways. Yeah. Well. Hey. So, well, so, anyways. So, so hey. Listen, what do we so, want to really talk about? Oh here? no no Aside we still want to the, stick with the Cowboys dude.
4: We we got to talk we got to talk about uh, uh, Jerry Jones doing an interview today saying that yeah. he doesn't he doesn't want to solve problems in the off season they got to be solved during the season when apparently Cowboys coaches don't try to solve problems apparently they just go week to week and just do whatever they want yeah that be. was kind don't of dumb, that was a things.
6: dumb comment by Mike McCarthy I got <laughs> say that wow. Um, yeah, we're going to spend the entire off season. Couldn't you have like worked on it for a couple of days? You know, like on a Wednesday or Thursday or something <laughs> like that. You know, <laughs> you know, say week five. How about week? How about week seventeen? Could you have done that? You know, just work on that. Like it's pre-snap, Mike. Pre-snap penalties. Those are coach penalties. <laughs> Those are not. Like, <laughs> oh my God! Uh, but that's going to be a point of emphasis in the off season. Like. Like suddenly, this just this just occurred to him that penalties are bad. Um, <laughs> Usually,
4: it's the Raiders that get all those penalties, but now we're getting well, so up. Got to figure it out. They
6: did quite a job too. They, like the Raiders had the greatest differential in the league. That was the best part. Like they had two hundred and fifty or three hundred yards more penalties than their opponents. That that the, was their virtue this year. Um, but that's a special place for the Cowboys. Now, look. Here's the thing. Jerry can say all that stuff all he wants, but he's not getting rid of McCarthy because he likes having the coach around to take the blame. And this was a way – this is a clever way for him to point the blame at McCarthy and to get the blame for the failures off of him. But whenever something is good, he'll take the credit. Like we put together a Super Bowl quality roster. But those penalties, they need to get fixed by the coach. And he's not necessarily wrong, but it's all like it's not me, it's him. Well, who's been the common denominator for the last twenty six years, Jerry? Like <laughs> what's that problem since since Jimmy since Jimmy Johnson left? But uh, anyways, I digress. What so what else should we talk about with the Cowboys? Even the Cowboys cowboy bees are upset. Like and they, they get the whole thing. Like no, it's true. they were swarming they were swarming over AT and T Stadium after this whole thing.
5: There's no question about it, especially with the way that light is being uh, dissected, coming through. Ah, they should put screens up in the whole thing. I'm not putting any damn screens, uh, is no, what because Jerry it Jones... No, the
6: bees out, because the bees yeah. need to come in <laughs> during... You, know, you, you can't have screens up there. No, that's not, that's not going to work for the
5: bees. Can't do it. So where does Dan Quinn end up, or do they just pay him a mountain of money to stick around? You know, and continue bum slaying in the NFC East.
6: Well, I mean, look, George Payton knows him, and George Payton, every major decision that George Payton in Denver makes is related to his past. Like Teddy Bridgewater, oh, I know that guy from Minnesota. Let's get him. Uh, Patrick Sertan, I know his dad from when I was in Miami. Let's do that. Dan Quinn, oh, we were in Miami together. How about him? Like, I think all signs point towards Dan Quinn, but they, the the one exception is they need an offensive guy. So barring that, yeah, Dan Quinn's going to get a nice, healthy raise. Um you know, out of, out of all this, uh, at the very least if he doesn't get a head coaching job. Um and I and I hope so. I mean I like Dan Quinn. Uh, and for all intents and purposes he should still be in in Atlanta if he just like Interceded with Kyle Shannon and said, "No, no, no! This is when we run the ball. Like, just, <laughs> just run it, okay? Uh, Kyle, just, we're, we don't, we don't need to pass. We're in field Which goals. is
5: funny because Kyle just loves to run. run now.
6: Yeah, now he loves it. Well, <laughs> now he, he, he loved to it. run back then. Here's Kyle's problem, and and I wonder how it's going to manifest itself. Kyle likes to prove that he's smarter than everybody else, and Mike had the same problem. Now, Mike's solution to this was to have Alex Gibbs next to him, basically Alex Gibbs, the offensive line coach with the Broncos at the time. He used to basically come by and scream, just run, and there'd usually be some invective in there, run the ball, run the ball. And so, because Alex Gibbs was, was had a lot of money, so he didn't care if Mike <laughs> could to fire him, right? It was, it was it was a perfect situation. So he could tell Mike whatever he thought because it was like, look, I got a t- pile of cash you do whatever you want. I'm going to tell you you need to run the ball. So that was like the conscience of Mike Shanahan. Kyle doesn't have that guy. And I think that I'm not sure that he's smart enough to know that he needs that guy. And that is going, you know, the only thing that is forcing him to do this is that every time he gets into a big situation, and he calls a pass play for Jimmy Garoppolo. It is eggshells, right? Like the, the, the pass to Ayuk and then the interception in the fourth quarter, like oh, my God, run, run, now run, run. Like, he has to do that.
4: Jason Cole with us, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. All right, so can you see the Niners winning this game, or, or are we going to get the
6: Packers hosting the NFC Championship? Yeah, I think the Packers are going to win. The, I mean, I picked the Packers to win this game, but um, I can see it happening in a perfect world. And, if, and again, if you're to pick which coach is going to panic the most, didn't Lafleur panic in their last playoff game against Tampa? You know yeah. when they, you know, he didn't intercede with Pettin when Pettin called a really bonehead defense at the end of the first half. Yeah, and Brady then the whole touchdown for, to Scotty Miller. Yeah, yeah, and then the whole, um, you know, going for the you field goal. You mean, when Rodgers
5: didn't tell him to beat it and stay out on the field, <laughs> that he got a free pass I, for all year. Yeah,
6: like that, that kind of thing. Like, I, you know, this is. This is really interesting because we've got two co- head coaches who, at critical times in their career, have panicked and or and not, you know, not done what you should have just done and thought it through, right, and play simple. Um, and so I'm really kind of curious how that's going to play out in this game. And I think that Lafleur is under a whole lot more pressure because you know Shanahan could sit there and say, "Look, we uh, got." Banged up quarterback, we were on the road, blah blah blah, you know, all that. LaFleur, they're they're like sitting here going, shouldn't he? shouldn't you win this thing by now? Like we got beat at home last year by the eventual Super Bowl champion and now we're overwhelming. We got the MVP again. Um, like this has got to get done. So I think LaFleur is under a whole lot more pressure. At the end of the day he's got the better team and he's got by far the better quarterback. So I'll go with the Packers.
5: All right, the other Saturday game we've got Cincinnati, Tennessee, and Derrick Henry back in some capacity. Uh, does does it end after the 31 year streak was ended and the Bengals move on? Is the fun over for Joe Burrow and company?
6: No, I pay, I think Cincinnati wins this game. I, I like I like Cincinnati because I don't think that. I mean, look, I don't know what kind of shape Derrick Henry is going to be into, but do you do you think he can carry the ball 25 times in this game? After being out that long, and
5: more Foreman and Hilliard for the rest of us.
6: Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not feeling the Titans in this one. Um, I, you know, I like Cincinnati. The only problem is, speaking of coaching, like Zach Taylor, first half, you know, the first like ten minutes of that game against the Raiders, weren't you thinking like, hey, dude? you're not going to get this kind of field position the rest of this game. You got to do better than 13 to nothing. Right. And you got to come up with some more inventive plays here in the red zone. If you've got Joe Burrow and those receivers, uh, like you got to be scoring touchdowns, dude. And they didn't, they got one and you know, they needed a kill shot to get to at least 17, nothing, if not to get to 21, nothing to really put the Raiders out of their misery. And they'd let the Raiders hang around. If you do that with the Titans, it's different, like because they will wear you out. They will be physical. You have to force them to play from behind and have to have Ryan Tannehill throw a lot. Um, if if they're able to play their balanced offense, then they've got some problems. So Zach Taylor better be aggressive early in this game and get some scores. That's that's all I'll say. But if he can do that, and I think they should, because I just think Cincinnati is Cincinnati is a really good season against. Good caliber competition. They've smoked some people this year, um, including that win at Kansas City. Um, like I, I, just I like Cincinnati to pull in a nice little upset. In fact, I like the road teams in two and maybe three of these these four games.
4: Hey, I I forget real quick. I forget what team beat both the Titans and the Bengals this year. There's one team. I mean, as good as both these teams are, but somebody beat sure. both of them. Who was – fr- Jason Cole, do you remember who that was? I forget. What team beat both of
6: them? I, I don't know, but it, it's I, – I, I can't even remember this, but somehow it's coming to me that it, maybe it was the New York Jets. Oh, was that- it
4: was the Jets. That's right. Was it ding, the Jets? ding, 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 ding.
5: Yeah.
6: Yeah, those were yes, your two wins, Jets. right?
4: Yeah, <laughs> what were we – no, four. We had four. Well, one was Here, the bro. Mike White game. <laughs> one was – I mean, you know, the game. it's got a name now. It's so famous. One was the Mike White game.
6: But my in, in Jets history, that does qualify as famous. It does.
4: Yeah. <laughs> He's on Twitter at Jason Cole sixty two. That is at Jason Cole sixty two. As always, J Cole, thanks for the time. Enjoy the games this weekend, buddy. We'll talk to you next week.
6: Anytime, guys. Be good later. See right. you, buddy.
5: There goes Jason Cole. <laughs> we did the actual football talk for most of it. Can, oh, Can you believe Tomorrow, we had games. We had divisional games. round. We had to get serious yeah. for a minute.
3: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple
7: Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.